Hello, I'm Dave Epstein. Welcome to this edition of Growing Wisdom. Let's talk gardening and let's talk February. Here we are in the month of February, and early in the month, we go over 10 hours of daylight after being under 10 hours since, you know, way back in November. And indeed, with the increase in daylight, things are beginning to respond. So I want to talk about some of the things you can be doing in the big category of gardening. So you may not necessarily be you know, planting annuals right now, but you can be doing things to get ready for gardening. So one of the things that I like to do this time of the year, one of the first things I do is really start to check my houseplants. So the houseplants have been, in some cases, rather dormant, the ones that I have in a cold room, or they're just growing really slowly. So I look at them this time of the year, I check the soil, I check for uh, any disease, any bugs I might have on a mild day where it's above freezing, you can bring them outside. If it's 40 degrees, you can bring a house plant outside and treat it for an hour and let it dry and just put it back in. Don't forget it or it will freeze if it gets below freezing at night. Uh, you can also start feeding your plants again. Now, there are, there are conflicting uh, pieces of information out there, but generally in the winter, your plants aren't growing as much. And so I always recommend not feeding them as much because you're not watering them as much, uh, maybe cut back to a quarter of what you'd normally feed them if you follow the directions. The directions are pretty good on most of the products. Feed them organically all year if you can because that uh, organic fertilizer is used more readily than some of the synthetic ones. But now that we're in February, I'll start to feed my plants again. And as I water, because they're going to start needing more water with the additional daylight, I'll at first go a quarter strength then half strength, and then eventually full strength, and I'll work my way up as we head through the month and into March. So that will help those plants to start growing again. If they're growing, you can get them growing actively by feeding them all winter, but with the lower light, they tend to get a little leggier. So I like to kind of shut them down during those low light months and then bring them back online kind of to have them growing as we get uh, deeper into what is solar spring, which began on February 5th and continues until May 5th. A uh, few other thoughts. Uh, go through seed catalogs this time of the year. Uh, you want to be ordering seeds. A lot of the great new varieties are going to run out, so you want to check that out and be sure that you are ordering them when you can. And uh, also look at if you're growing tomatoes, I always like to recommend a mix of those tomatoes which are disease-resistant mixed with heirloom ones. I don't tend to grow all heirloom tomatoes because I find that if I grow varieties which are disease uh, susceptible and I grow too many of them and I do have, you know, we have a very wet, let's say a wet, humid summer, which a lot of the summers have been, then I feel like I lose more tomatoes than if I intersperse them with some of the uh, newer genetics that are hardier to some of those diseases. So that's just what I recommend is, is mixing those. Now, don't start your plants too early. The only things that should be started in February would be leeks and onions. You can start those this time of the year. They're very slow growing. They're slow to germinate. Uh, they take a long time, but you do not want to be starting tomatoes because you're going to be wanting to put them out uh, come you know late March, early April. They'll be big enough, and, and you don't want that because they're not ready to go out at that point. Now, in February, uh, some of the things that are blooming outside, some of the witch hazels are starting to bloom. Uh, you can cut some of the branches, bring them inside. I love to do that. You can bring some pussy willows inside. That's a nice thing to cut. Uh, you can be pruning those things. You can be pruning dogwoods this time of the year. Uh, 
uh, as well. You can prune grapevines right now. That's something that you can be doing. Um, and certainly be forcing branches. I like to force things like some of the fruit trees. They'll start to uh, bloom in a few weeks once you get them inside. I've already been forcing my forsythia since January. It's been a fairly mild winter this year, so the forsythia has been doing well. Uh, later in the month, if you want, if the ground's open, you can get out and start pruning back some of the hellebore leaves. Those tend not to look too good this time of the year, and certainly cutting those back is something that you can do if you're itching to get into the garden. I also like to walk around uh, on the paths or just kind of look from the driveway or the walkway or the patio at the garden itself and be thinking about what am I going to be doing this spring? What might need to be replaced? What might need to be pruned first? Uh, I tend not to try to walk through the garden this time of the year because uh, especially if the ground is getting soft, uh, you're really squishing down the moisture and you, you're, you're hurting the soil. So if it's frozen solid or you have a little bit of snow and there's a really good, uh, nice, crust of ice on there, you're fine walking around, but you do not want to be walking around thawed out ground in February because that can do damage. And also sometimes you might forget, oh, there's bulbs here and you start stepping on those things and doing that as well. So uh, I would not recommend that at all. Pruning certainly uh, is not a problem on some of the evergreens as well. Uh, check to be sure that whatever you're pruning can be pruned in late winter, early spring. There are a few plants which tend to like fall pruning better than spring pruning. Uh, you do not want to be pruning, for example, rhododendrons. Let's just give that as an example because you'll cut off the blooms. And uh, if you prune them, you're not going to get your blooms for the year. The exception to that, and it seems like there's always exceptions, right? The exception to that would be if you had a rhododendron that was absolutely huge uh, and you wanted to prune it, you could do it in late winter, early spring, knowing that you're not going to get the blooms. But you're going to allow the energy of that plant to kind of put out the new growth first thing in the spring. So instead of the plant's energy going into producing those blooms and then it blooms and then they die back and then it gets its new growth, the energy that's in the plant is going to go towards making uh, you know, new leaves and new branches and all of that. So if I'm heavily pruning a rhododendron, like I really need to cut it back, I do it before the blooms open up so that that energy is there. If I need to lightly prune it, I tend to do it after it flowers so I can enjoy the flowers. And that's just sort of my little rule of thumb. So there's some February chores to be doing. Remember, house plants, seeds, a little bit of pruning, uh, checking out the garden, ordering uh, from the catalogs, and maybe also, you know, checking out some of your tools. Is there a tool that you were like, oh, I'll get that later in the fall and you just forgot? Is there a trowel, a rake, a shovel, something that you want that you don't have uh, that you can add to it? And finally, check your seeds that you're going to be starting and be sure that they are still viable. So if you have seeds from, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, uh, they probably are not going to be as viable and maybe it's time to buy some new ones. For Growing Wisdom, I'm Dave Epstein.